This is a HeadGum Podcast. The year is 2019. There's probably music in the background. So you're not helping. I was doing the Terminator theme. No, I know. Okay. But the year is 2019. Yes, it is currently the year 2019. And uh, do we know who scorched the sky? Um, Was it us or I think you're actually mixing your references. Oh, I know that's a quote from The Matrix, but... Would you like to look up and tell me whether or not the sky is scorched, my friend? Allow me to look up for a moment. Okay. And is the sky scorched? All I see is sound baffling. Okay. (laughs) It's all around me, in fact. And I'm asking you if you know who scorched the sky. It was them. The robots. Oh, no, it was us. It was us. Because the robots worked off of solar electricity. Right. Do you remember? We scorched the sky. We scorched the sky. Yep. Um, but it didn't help. No. And it drove us underground. And now we have raves, muddy, sweaty raves <laughs> in deep underground caves. And nobody likes it, but nobody wants to say that it's not that fun. It's just like the only thing to do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's the only thing happening. Right. And it's the cloud AI. It's the cloud AI. And that's who we were trying to scorch when we accidentally scorched the skies. The cloud AI came active in 2018. Yes. And it all happened so fast. Yes. And it's robot wars now. And now it's robot wars. And they're using us as batteries. Yeah. And we have to go back. And it's me and it's you. And your name is? Baby Jack. Baby Jack, right? Yeah. My name my name is Baby Tano. Okay. <laughs> and I'm the baby. Yeah, and you're the baby and God love me. They did send us back. That's and, dinosaurs. Yeah. I know. Yeah. They sent us back last week. Yes. And we found out some things. Mm-hmm. But they sent us back as adult but, babies to nineteen ninety four. But we were adult babies due to a a paradox in the time continuum. So we're same guys, but baby guys. guys. But we're baby guys. Yeah, and we go back into the past. We are babies who have the minds of adult men because it's 1994. Right. Yes. And it's like Muppet Babies. And last week we went back into uh, Stacy's past. Yes. To find out what Stacy was up to. What we found out was that she visited... A normal clone in Maine. I'm going to have to trust. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. We found out a few things about Stacy. We came back here. Here we are. Sky's still scorched. And they're sending us back again now into Claudia's path. I think that's what's happening. If you've read the hit Stephen King book, November whatever, 1960 whatever, mm-hmm. you know that once you've damaged the past, it stays damaged. It there's gets no worse. undamaging it. You know? Well, we haven't learned that yet. Uh, We're going back for a second try. Anne is sending us back again. I guess technically Anne is John Connor. We established You're T-100. I'm T-1000, obviously. No, I'm Kyle Rayner. No, that's a Green Lantern. Lantern. I'm Kyle... Katarn from uh, Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. I'm Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese sent me back T-1000. No, I'm Kyle Reese. Is that Eddie Furlong? It's the main guy from Terminator 1. The guy who sends John Connor sends him back. Get your John mythology sends straight. Him back. You're right. You're right. You're right. He's John. Con- I'm John Connor's dad and th- in the past. Right. And you are the nice T100 from Terminator Two. Yes. Okay. That's what we established last I week. Do the thumbs up. But we're babies. I melt into lava. Yes. And yes. we are. This time we're going back to see what's up with Claudia. And it's Claudia's book. And it's the Babysitters Club babies. And it's the Portrait Club, and it's the Portrait Series, and the, the mythology we've settled on has just been very painstakingly explained to you, and I will not explain it further. It's a mishmash of adult baby fetish and I think not that at Terminator all. and maybe a little bit of Matrix thrown in there and, and Muppet Babies. And Muppet Babies, yes. And I would say that, but not the adult baby thing. Right. 
there was a wang of the hit ABC sitcom from the 90s dinosaurs in there too yeah a little bit of, I, I got a little bit of that flavor as well yeah um but this week we read a novel that was called <laughs> claudius book it's the chronologically the second book in the portrait series there is no rhyme or reason or order to the portrait series books all we can go off of is chronological order and we already have established how tenuous that is it's very tenuous and we told you in the first episode that we were going to be experiencing time paradoxes so that's just part and parcel but anyway it's the year is 1995 so we've gone back in time a year later than the last time we went back in time and we we are hoping that we're going to discover some things about claudia that will shed some light on this whole enterprise and this seems like a good place to go because it was indeed the cloud ai that scorched The sky. And here's what Claudia says in this book. Last words of the book. May I say it, Tanner? Yes, please. Handprints in the cement of time. And that's us. That's me and you? That's me and you. She's sending us a message. The last page of this book, it's a picture of uh, baby Claudia's hands imprinting on the cement out front of her house. And underneath it, Claudia has written, handprints in the cement of time. Some kind of signal for us. It's a signal for us. Can I raise something yes, that please. I noticed as I was um, looking for the copyright date on this book? Mm-hmm. Uh, interior art. Okay, mm-hmm. cover painting by Hodges Swallow, obviously. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yeah. Interior art and cover drawing by Angelo Tillery. Yeah, I noticed this as well. Who the hell is that? Who's Angelo Tillery? And you can't, Anne, you Mm. can't, in Scholastic, you can't just introduce new demigod figures to the BSC meta mythology. No. Without like a little more warning than that. Yeah. Angelo Tillery. Angelo means. Angel. Angel, yeah. Tillery is the ha- later ha- latter half of the word artillery. Oh, well, that's worrying. Angel artillery, that's what a, a fucking helicopter robot would be, wouldn't it? It's kind of what like a A-bomb dropped on Los Angeles from a cloud AI would be like. Yeah, so well, now we know what's happened, and it, it's, it's this angel artillery that has written handprints in the cement of time as a fucking warning to warn us off, which means we're on the right track. Yeah, if you're if you're pissing them off, you're doing something right. You're doing something right, and we've pissed them off, and we're not afraid of anything because we have the bravery and heroism that is typically associated with adult men, but we also have the recklessness and can-do attitude that is typically associated with babies. We're the best of both worlds. We're sexual beings like adult men would be. Okay. No, but I'm... needy babies like babies would be. That's great. <laughs> do you know what uh, I mean? I do, yes. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, we yeah. are adult babies because we are men adults who got transported into the bodies right. of babies in 1995. Yeah, back in time. But we are not adult babies like the fetish or the fetish community. Okay, and I would argue that by constantly bringing it up and coming back to it you're sort of giving it a presence in the podcast that it doesn't necessarily need (laughs) right what i think everybody would love from us here is to describe the book okay and say what happened in it and so claudia nope it we start in nope claudia's youth that's not how this works how this works is one of us does a lullaby in keeping with the theme that sums up the plot of the book, and it wasn't my idea, and the th- the theme of this wasn't my idea, but you locked us into it, and I am just making sure we stick to the rules and color inside the lines here that you've drawn. Okay. And it's you who does it lullaby. Okay. To, to describe the book. And, and when, when do I do it? Now. Okay. I'm and then I now. will describe the book in 60 seconds. Jack, Jack, Jack. Shh. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. So this is a time of the podcast. Hey, shh, Listeners, shh, we're uh, baby babies where if you do have babies of your own um, and they're either sleeping or you'd like to get them to sleep, now is a good time to hold the podcast up to their cribs because yep. Tanner is going to sing you a lullaby that describes this book. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Great. 
Claudia and her friends in the sidewalk make handprints. Birthday party, <laughs> all are tardy. Thomas birthday bash instead. <laughs> Tooth fairy comes at night. So scary, such a fright. And there be no good slight to keep her from doing bites. <laughs> Claudia <laughs> and Janine can compare their brain genes. School for slow kids makes her so pissed. Back to Stony Brook instead. The sea rose by the beach. Keep him close on a leash. He escapes, takes a jog. Got lost eating hot dogs. True. Very good. Um, I enjoyed it. It almost put me to sleep. Thank you. Yeah. Er. Very gentle. Uh, yes. Thank you. Yes. Er, were you being insulting or? No, that was that was a that was a compliment. A compliment, compliment of the week for you. Compliment of the week. Uh, what I'd like to do is I will describe the book in yes. sixty seconds. Okay, um, that seems right. That seems better. That seems right. And I'll have you keep that time for me and sort of tell me when it starts and tell me when it ends. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to keep that time. And that isn't this an interesting question? Yes, because how does Tanner keep? A 60-second timer has been on the minds of all the baby babies. It's got to be baby-themed. Okay, let me do a search for 60-second baby. Or Terminator. Or Terminator. Okay, 60-second Terminator. I wish you had warned me. I would have prepped for this. I just figured we'd do it the same way we did it last week. Yeah, but last week you did the the, (laughs) um, thing and I did the 60-second. God forbid. Right? God forbid we could just do the same thing twice. Yeah. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. While you're doing that, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch a 60-second speed run of Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and I don't know what that means. It's a video game, probably. Oh, it's like a little animated video where someone does the entire plot of Terminator 2 Okay. in 60 seconds. So I'm going to watch that. Great. Perfect. This is great. And then... I guess we only have to do eight of these. And uh, the, actually, the next one up on deck is The Matrix in 60 seconds. So Perfect. We'll just cue that up for next week. Yeah, wonderful. And then we'll do the Dinosaurs five, four, TV show from the 90s. Claudia is writing an autobiography just like Stacy did. Um, she calls Stacy up for help with math homework, and then she can't put it off anymore. She's got to write her autobiography, so she... Sits down and writes it, and she writes about her first memories, which is when she was a young girl, and she she remembers Mimi, and Mimi brought her home from the um, hospital, and uh, then as she grows up, her biggest early memory is of hosting a party for herself where she invited Christy and Marianne and kind of invited everyone else in the class but didn't do a good job of it and no one showed up and that was very sad and then her next memory is uh, in fourth grade her parents try to take her out of Stony Brook Elementary and put her in a school that's like kind of remedial uh, where they have like no grades and 10 like, seconds um, and then her third memory is um, of the tooth fairy uh, she remembers that uh, the uh, she was afraid of the tooth fairy. And you're out of time. Teeth. And you're out of time. And there was only three memories this week. Sorry, baby nation. And her final memory or is... Or baby babies. Hey, 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 hey. And I got them out of order, You too. did get them out of order, too. Yes. The tooth fairy is her second memory. The third memory is that she goes to this remedial school. And then her final memory is she goes to the Sea Rose with Christy on vacation. Um, and David Michael gets lost. And that's now that brings us up to the present day. The Terminator video was great. Okay. If in case you're curious, it just kind of recapped the plot. Yeah, it was little like stick figures running around like a black and white like okay. set piece, just doing the plot of Terminator. It was really good. Terminator Two. Good. Okay. Great. It's really strong. Any highlights? Really, really strong. Um, does he say, "Come the, with me if you want to live"? He does. Yep. Yeah. Or I mean. That part is in there. Yeah. Okay. The 
chase with Eddie Furlong on the bike and T100 on the bike in the like Los Angeles Canal. Mm-hmm. That was pretty strong. Yep. You remember that part? Yeah, I remember it. I've seen it like 80 times. Yeah. Okay. Um, you did a poor job, by the way. You only got three of the four plots, and yeah. you got them out of order. Okay, well, guess what? It's time for now. What? As we exist here in the past, trying to prevent a future that doesn't need to happen, one of the things that we will try to do is think about who we were in the past so that we can decide to be someone else or someone better in the future. And the way that we're going to do that this week and the way that we did that last week is I have prepared a quiz that's called... Which, Claudia... I thought we would do like some kind of deep meditation. No, it's a quiz. Past life meditation. You ever heard of it? I have, and that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is a quiz that I've prepared. It's called Which Claudia Are You? And it's our Babysitter's Club Baby Baby Quiz of the Week. Babysitter's Club Baby Baby Quiz of the Week. Okay. That's how it's done. Yep. And I've written it this time in a way that you can answer it, but folks can play along at home. You're worried that you didn't do that last time? I did do it last time, but I didn't do it quite as effectively as I've done it this time. Okay. And this time, you must answer honestly. Okay, I'll try. I'm not an honest person. Okay, well, you're going to have to look deep inside yourself. Okay. And you're going to have to answer me as honestly as you can, and I will tell you which of the four Claudias that we have talked about. So the four Claudias, remind me again, are? Coludia Claudia. Okay, and that's the be- like a beetle? A Claudia is a, a, a Claudia's Claudia, and this is from a different book. Though it does come up again in this book. Yeah, I think it's from Keep Out Claudia. Okay, is a butterfly. And she does yeah. reference it. It's it's young, very young toddler Claudia, or like, I guess like four or five-year-old Claudia. Right. And she she references another book where she like drew a butterfly, butterfly. self-portrait of herself. Signed it, Claudia. And everyone else actually drew a picture of themselves. Yeah. Uh, you could be Tooth Fairy Claudia. Tooth Fairy Skeptic Claudia. She's afraid of the Tooth Fairy. She thinks the Tooth Fairy is going to come and get her. And there's the a Tooth whole Fairy plot is a, is a villain. It's a, a villain. monster. Uh, you could be SAS Claudia. SAS is the uh, Academy. An essayist? SAS. She writes essays? No. S-A-S. It's three letters. Okay. It's... SAS is the special air service in Britain, and they have tattoos yeah. that say, who dares wins. Oh. And that's something that I talked about a lot as a young man in Britain is the SAS. That's cool. I remember one of the Call of Duty games you play You play as an SAS character okay. called Soap McTavish. Okay. So you can be so, so – that, that I imagine that's what you're going to be going for in this quiz is trying yeah, to get I, I want to be Soap, Soap McTavish. McTavish. Uh, or you can be Sea Rose Claudia, which is 11-year-old Claudia who goes on a vacation with Christy and David Michael. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Yes. Which of these – this is question number one of four. Which of these babies are you? Okay. A – Baby Miles? I'm A. No. Oh, oh, sorry. A. Baby Miles? My son. Your son, Baby Miles. Okay. B. Muppet Baby Animal? Okay. Animal. Voiced by Dave Coulier. Did you know that? No. That's a fun fact. That's Very a free fun fact. C. Baby Yoda? Oh, from Mandalorian. Or D. Baby Cyril? And Cyril's kind of a big boy now, though, right? It looks like a baby to me. (laughs) Can I tell you a story about something that happened with me and Cyril? Yeah. Um, This is a couple. You're mid quiz. This is a couple days ago. Yeah. I went to his school to pick him up, and he just has like a lot of stuff that you have to like collect from the daycare. And so I was like carrying a bunch of stuff, and I was carrying him through the outdoors of the daycare where all the children were playing and I was carrying too many things and I dropped his water bottle and it fell and broke. Okay. And I was moved to exclaim fuck a duck. Yeah, that's a that's a catchphrase of yours. It's a thing I say when I'm like annoyed or something bad happens. But I was at a daycare Right, and full of, full of children. So I was able to stop myself 
mid exclamation and try to sanitize it. Yeah. I wasn't able to stop the exclamation itself, but I was able to kind of like head it off at the pass. Yeah. And so what I said instead was, frick a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two steps forward, one step back. <laughs> and then the whole rest of the way to the car, <laughs> Cyril just gets in. frick a dick. <laughs> not only is it two steps forward, one step back, it's a more cohesive statement than <laughs> fuck a duck. It's, Frick a dick means something. Cyril wouldn't stop saying it the whole way back as <laughs> all these like kids are playing. <laughs> Here's what I choose. Yeah. As much as I love my son and want to honor him by choosing A, Baby Miles, yeah. I have to choose C, Baby Yoda. Okay, great. All right, I'm going to write this down. So you choose C, Baby Yoda. I just love that Baby Yoda so dang much. Yeah, I love the Baby Yoda too. It's great. Okay, question number two. Which BSC host are you? A, Baby Tanner. B, Baby Jack. Yep. C, Old Jack. Okay. D, Old Tanner. Right. I guess which one do you most want to be? Aspirationally. Which one do I most want to be? Aspirationally speaking. Young Tanner, Young Jack, Old Jack, or Old Tanner? We should say Adult Baby Tanner. Great. Adult Baby Jack. Is that us now? No, no, no. Okay. Old Tanner and Old Jack is like us outside of the the booth. Okay. Here we're adult babies. Okay. I guess the world I'm most curious of exploring, mm-hmm. the one that I will admit that I have a lot of curiosity around, and it's kind of a space I, I want to inhabit for a while and just see what is going on there, mm-hmm. is adult baby Tanner. Okay, great. So that's A, baby Tanner. Okay. Great. Question number three of four. What is your Kaludia? A, a butterfly. Uh-huh. B, crushing solitude. Okay. C, the slow death of innocence. D, the great one, she who lurks in darkness and walks the endless plains. That's going to be D. Okay. Figured. And finally, question number four. What is your greatest fear? A, being unpopular. B, being alone. C, being lost. D, being devoured by the great one. Fear is not right for the great one. It's more like a okay. <laughs> exhilaration. Okay, so that's not it. Um, I guess A. A, being unpopular. Yeah. Great. And so your Claudia is Claudia Claudia. Okay, first Claudia. You're the first Claudia. Claudia. Prime Claudia, Claudia Prime. Uh, handprints in the in the concrete. Yeah. Claudia. And for folks playing along at home, if you answered mostly A, you're Claudia Claudia. If you answered mostly B, you're SAS Claudia. If you answered mostly C, you're C Rose Claudia. And if you answered mostly D, you're Tooth Fairy Claudia. Yeah. And the, and so you did get the order wrong there again. No, he didn't. Oh, yeah. No, that's why I got the order wrong in the first place, because I tried to change the quiz order so that A, B, C, D wouldn't be quite so easy to get. And then I referred to that while I was doing my recap. Okay. And that's how you screwed up. That's how I screwed up. You also didn't quite get to all of them in the time. I know. I know. Okay. So let's talk about which are you? Which are you? We don't do me. Oh, okay. Let's talk about this book. There's so much to talk so about. I read m- most of it. You didn't finish it. One week ago. Okay. When I was in jury duty. Right. And then I read the last. Did they solve the case? Pages today. Uh, I don't know. I didn't get selected. Why didn't you get selected? Uh, here's what I suspect. Okay. When the judge asked me, have you ever been a victim of a crime? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, yeah, I have. Mm. And he said, what crime? And I said, a friend of mine and I were jumped on the street about <laughs> 10 years ago. And he said, was there a weapon? And I said, yeah. Yeah. And he said, did you report it? And I said, no. <laughs> and he said, why not? And I was like, I don't know. I don't we were know. fine. Yeah, we were okay. It was okay. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. And it was a violent crime that, the, the, that I would have been on the jury for. Right. So I think they thought, like, he's going to be sensitive. I'm so honored. Yeah. Because the friend was you. The friend was me. Did you say and that? I don't want... No. 
Okay. I don't want to scare the baby babies into thinking that New York is a violent and evil place, but Jack and I did get jumped on the street one time. Mm-hmm. A and guy kicked my feet out from under me, and I landed on my face and got a black eye. Broke your glasses. Yeah, and then Jack got in the guy's face, and then he flashed a pistol in his waistband. Yeah, and then I stopped being so brave. <laughs> yeah, and then we left. Yeah. <laughs> that was That really brought us together. That was mm-hmm. early, very early on in our friendship. Yep. Um, beautiful moments, beautiful things to remember. What do you want to first dive into in this fascinating novel? There's so much to talk about. Would you like me to bring something up? Yes, please. Okay. The first um, three quarters of my notes mm-hmm. are all assuming that this was going to be a true crime podcast. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So I have to I do have to adapt those. Yeah. No, yeah, this was back when we had a failed attempt at doing a different version of the podcast and the better thing just to know how badly wrong the original version went. Think about the fact that the better thing was this unbelievably convoluted <laughs> time babies. <laughs> we did something and we that, thought no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's never gonna work. Let's do let's time babies. Let's do time babies. Okay, here's okay. I'm just gonna throw this out here, Tanner. My third grade teacher wasn't bad, but she wasn't great. Mrs. Cole, quiet. I realize now, just didn't have much of an imagination. She followed plans. She followed rules. She wore business suits. I think that says it all. Mrs. Cole, quiet. Tanner, is that the evolved form of Mrs. Coleman? Mrs. Coleman, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Pokemon. Yeah. This is the middle evolution. I've played enough Pokemon to know from our 1998 podcast to know how it works. And that's how the naming works, right? You evolve if you get enough hit points. Cole Man, Cole Quiet, and then it's going to be like Cole Storm or something. Right, exactly. Yeah, this is the middle evolution. Yeah. And Mrs. Coleman, for people who don't listen to the Babysitter's Club Baby Elite Elite Baby Little Sister Big Episodes, conveniently found on our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, where we talk about the Little Sister books. Mrs. Coleman is Karen Brewer's teacher, but she has an evolved form, and it's Mrs. Cole Quiet. Is So here's the question. Yeah. Is there any conceivable world in which quiet means adolescent? Because conceivably, Mrs. Coleman is the final evolved form. I think that quiet would be either the baby version or the old version, like the death version, like close, like has finally in the quietude of death. So I think quiet is. So maybe Mrs. Right. Coleman is the second evolution. Mrs. Coleman might be the second evolution. And so there's Mrs. Cole baby, and we have to look there's out. There's Cole baby. For Mrs. Cole baby. There's Mrs. Cole baby, and then there's Mrs. Cole man, and yeah. then there's Mrs. Cole quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So what Anne and Nola Thacker, hey, folks, guess what we haven't, t- oh, <coughs> mm. something's happening to me, Tanner, 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 Tanner. Are you okay? Are you okay? No, I just had a, I just had a Thack attack. Okay. Uh, yeah, this book is written by Nola Thacker. Um, I also noticed another thing about Claudia's teachers, Tanner. Let me tell you this. Mrs. Cushel started the class by letting people talk about what they were going to do over summer vacation. Then our class gave Mrs. Cushel a big thank you card that we'd made in art class with Miss Packett's help. Cushel and Packett? Yeah, it's weed. Okay. <laughs> Dank Cush. And then she, like Packett. And then you pack it into a, and it's, a bowl. And it's weed. And I don't and know. that's weed humor. That's, I don't know. I don't know. The only Nola's th- doing weed humor. She's saying pack pack it, yeah. it being the kush. She pack the kush, and she thought no one was going to notice, and she thought she got away with it, but then they sent us back in time. Right. <laughs> I actually think that quiet is also a- uh, Oh, really? Or no, sorry, loud is it? Loud is it? Okay. Like I don't know my weed. weed. All I know is that the only other teacher that Claudia mentions that is Christie's teacher is Miss Jameson. <laughs> so maybe Nola a, was just going trend. through a tough time or a good time. I don't know yeah. when she wrote it. I think if you're mixing Jameson and Cush, yeah. it's probably not your best times. It's not your best times. Speaking of teachers, and mm. Claudia's art teacher, yeah, and art class, okay, there was a passage in this book mm-hmm. that really jumped out at me, okay, and I'm wondering if you caught it too, okay. 
and I will read it to you. Great. After this break. Oh, we're going to take a little break. Okay. Goodbye. And goodbye. Babies. You were telling me something. And here's that passage. Oh, okay. Good. That I was prepared to read you. Yeah. Well, for the baby babies, only a short amount of time has passed, either just a musical interlude or a musical interlude and at most two ads. Yeah. Depending on how well we're doing. <laughs> Probably not great. Though. But for you and I, five to ten minutes have passed. So I had forgotten what the fuck we were doing. I went into about. the backyard here. Yeah. The co-working space. Yeah. I breathed in the night air. I went to go do a thing that I always do during our breaks, which is go bother Sarah, who has made us dinner and left me a dinner to eat when I'm finished and is quietly watching probably Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And make her pause it, but not have anything to say to her. Just be like, hey, yeah. just on a break. But this time I couldn't bring myself to, so I just kind of creepily looked at her while she was watching Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and then came back here. <laughs> but time is a funny thing. And if you learn nothing else from this podcast, time take is that a away. Funny, funny thing. Learn that. And remember, please remember that we are all but handprints in the cement of time. Please yeah. at least remember that. And we are all jagged little pills. Yeah, that's true too. We're jagged little pills and we're handprints. In the cement of time. Here's the passage. Okay. Yep. The that I was preparing read. to read to you Let's hear before it. the break. Great. How's your art project going? That was my art teacher. She'd never asked me that before. I guess she never felt she had to. But then I'd been sitting in front of a blank piece of poster board for at least two days, staring at nothing. I planned a collage. A living doll. Okay. Made up of magazine clippings of elegant models and bits okay. of cloth for clothing and old pieces of jewelry. Okay. So they followed, they've been there from the beginning. This is a, Claudia in fourth grade when she briefly goes to the mysterious SAS Academy and the yes. fucking dolls. You and I thought, I think, that when we went back in time, we could at least head the dolls off at the past. We thought this is pre-factions. Yeah. This is pre-faction war. We're not going to have to worry about ghosts or dolls or witches or right. beautiful soldiers with their magnificent weapons. Right. But we do. It, but we do. And, and they've been there to. the whole time. Yeah. And Claudia. Cloud AI. Cloud AI was laying the groundwork. Right. From the very beginning, from the creating beginning. living dolls. And she was the one who did it. Janine created her, and then she created the dolls, and now we know. And I think we always sort of knew that. We always sort of knew that. Right. Because Claudia is always described as being very doll-like in the yeah. chapter twos. Yeah. Porcelain skin and synthetic hair. Well, that's worrying, and all of these things keep following us from book to book, no matter how hard we try to shake and them And you off. think we're making it up? Yeah. Baby babies? I don't think they do. This, this is point. fucking proof positive that we're not making it up. It's in the fucking books. It's in the fucking text. And it's in the it's early ones. It's all in the text. Even when they go back into the past. Even when we're adult babies. Especially when we're adult babies. There's still living dolls. And that's just the kind of shit and we that's have to a, deal with. And that's a t-shirt opportunity right there. <laughs> the whole phrase? Yeah. Okay. There are still living dolls even when we are adult babies. I like that non-listener Shayna Brewer now designed some of our Yeah, realize that vision, Shayna. Because I'm looking forward to going to her with that. Yeah. Can you do a t-shirt that's like kind of around the theme of even when we're adult babies, there are still living dolls? Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of run with that. And share this episode with your friends, (laughs) baby babies. Okay, Tanner, guess what? It gets even scarier, and this is the scariest thing I've ever read, and it's so fucking frightening, and prepare to be scared. Okay. Scare uh, scare warning, or? Yeah, scare warning. Can you do a scare warning? Scare warning. (laughs) Scare warning. Prepare to be scared. Thank you. Okay, good. Listen to this. Not too much later, Christy and Marianne came to my house. We decided to make chocolate chip cookies. It was fun. We laughed and giggled and added weird flavorings to the cookies. And then we sat around and ate them. Christy told a funny story about Louie stealing a loaf of bread that her mother had just opened up and put on the kitchen table. 
He'd run through the house shaking the bag and scattering slices of bread everywhere and then run back through it, trying to eat them as he ran and to keep from being caught. Did he get in trouble? asked Marianne, her eyes round. Not really, said Kristen. Louis a dog and mom says dogs make mistakes did he get in trouble yes he did they fucking killed him for it here's what we know yeah here are the facts yeah modern day facts 2019 facts yeah scorched sky scorched sky facts louis is dead yeah they killed him and i know we don't like to confront that a lot on the show but it is the truth and it's a hard future now and it's a hard reality and Mm -hmm. sometimes the truth hurts. Louis died so bad and so tragically that Mimi had to go live on a fucking farm. She couldn't take it. Mimi was so devastated by Louis's death that she did go move to a farm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Here's the other fact that we know. Yeah. It's all bread. All the way down. All the way down. And yeah. these books have always been all bread, all the yeah. way down, ever since non-white. Ever since fucking Christie's Great Idea, which is something Elle Fanning taught us. Yes. Yeah. Louis messed with something he shouldn't have. Was was dealing with powers that were greater than him, like the Dark Queen that walks the what is it? From the quiz? Yeah. The great one, she who lurks in darkness and walks the endless plains. Yes. Which is the tooth fairy, by the way. That's the answer that brings you to the tooth fairy. And that is what Louis was meddling in. Right. So are you surprised that he was eliminated, that he was removed from existence? No. No, no, I'm I'm sad. He tampered, he tampered with existence yeah. itself. Yeah, and and you Christy's mom knows it. She turns to the kids and she says, "He's a dog. We all make mistakes." She's it's like a plea to God. It's not yeah. even to the kids. She yeah. drops to her knees and she shouts to the heavens. He's just a dog. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Can you see it? It's a mistake. And she who walks the dark corridors just yeah. just look down with zero empathy. No empathy. Totally impassive. Let's talk about this fucking monster. Okay. She who walks the dark corridors. This is new. And this is what this is what Claudia says. And this is Tooth Fairy Claudia. Should we explain to the baby babies that each book is broken up into four sections, starting with the babysitter in question at their youngest? Yep. And like a little anecdote about them at their youngest and then a few years older and there's another anecdote and then a few years older and then there's another anecdote. And then, and then almost usually like, yeah, very close to. Con- in Stacy's case, it was sort of after the BSC and Claudia's case, it was at 11, just kind of before the BSC. Right, just before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Tooth Fairy Claudia is the second Claudia that we get. And she says the following thing. Ugh, I said and walked into my classroom. I didn't look back as Christy and Marianne hurried down the hall to their classroom. I didn't want to talk about this tooth fairy business anymore, because I knew the truth about the tooth fairy. The tooth fairy ate teeth. And not just teeth you left under your pillow to lure to lure her into your room. And what you're saying that with such an interesting... You say lure, I think. You're saying it with such an interesting... Uh, lure. Lilt. I would say lure. Lure. Lure her into your room. I think most is how you would say human beings would say l- lure. <laughs> I say lure, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just one of the differences between you and me. To lure her into your room, loose teeth still inside your head. Like if you were sleeping with your mouth open and the tooth fairy were around, she would just yank the tooth right out of your head, and maybe some of your good teeth. So Anne and Nola have set up this very frightening creature. I, the other day, mm-hmm. was playing a, a little game mm-hmm. called Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I know it. With our friends. Mm-hmm. And we ordered dinner from a little establishment called Authentic Szechuan Tofu on 5th. Mm-hmm. And I got the sesame tofu. Okay. And as I was eating it, a bit of sesame seed mm-hmm. got lodged between my very two back upper right teeth. Mm, that's unfortunate. It's still there. This was last. <laughs> this was Sunday, and it's now Thursday. Okay. <laughs> and I can't get it out. And I, I am. You th- tried like it, a floss. I've tried so many things. <laughs> 
I worry that if the criteria for she who lurks in the corridors in the dark yeah. corridors is just having a loose tooth, right? I'm a little worried that this sort of like ailment that's causing me a lot of like pain and suffering mm-hmm. is potentially enough to draw her ire. Oh, I think it probably will. She's gonna come get those like she's gonna come get you teeth that the sesame yeah. seed is, and she's gonna get she's gonna get a little bit of free. At some point, the sesame, sesame seed just has to like rot and fall out, right? Not if the tooth fairy gets get you it. first. Not if she gets you first. Well, Tanner, allow me to frighten you a little bit more. Okay. Listen to this. Listen to this thing that happens at the end of the tooth fairy passage of this Claudius book. My tooth was gone. Her tooth falls out. In its place was a shiny Susan B. Anthony dollar. I looked over my shoulder. In her mouth? Oh, no, she took it. It fell out, and she put it under her pillow. That's what she means by in its place. She doesn't mean in its place in her mouth. Oh, it's actually not clear. Okay. That's not clear. Okay. It could be either under the pillow where she placed it or in its place in her mouth. In her mouth. It could be in her mouth. She I could have a shiny Susan B. Anthony silver yeah. dollar in her mouth. That's not stated by Nola. Nola's kind of l- letting us do a little bit of inference here. To, okay. It's a lit crit technique. Well, it's not effective in this case because it's yeah, it ha- not for you. It hasn't been for you, I don't think. Yeah. yeah and it, okay. I looked over my shoulder. I guess I was confused and still expected the tooth fairy to come swooping in through the window, but nothing happened. And then I realized why. My mother was the tooth fairy. And it's Ryoko. Ryoko is she who lurks in the corridors. Ryoko Kishi is the one who's eaten all the teeth. It would explain her career as librarian. Yes, which is something access that only to children, the scariest people in Stony Brook, do. Uh, yeah, and access to the Infernal Archive. Yes, where you can sort of like always keep track. There's that one book. There's <laughs> one book in the Stony Brook Library. It's deep yeah. in the archives, in the Infernal Archives, where. Yeah. It tells you every human child on earth who has loose teeth. Right. Very And scary. it's like the mist book. Yeah. If I can bring it back to mist for a moment. I would love for you it's to It's like do a that. linking book. So you just yeah. have to touch the child and you can appear in their bedroom and take their teeth. Right. And that's what Ryoka has done. And there's one new entry in the book. Yeah. Tanner Greenring, 35-year-old. <laughs> Sesame Brooklyn, tofu accident. Sesame tofu accident. <laughs> tooth pain. Oh, she's going to get you. Ugh. Terrifying. She's going to eat your teeth, Tanner. She's going to come into my bedroom at night to get my teeth, and she's going to see that I'm dressed like an adult baby. And she's going to say, never mind. Oh, you're really kind of leaning into the part, huh? I thought we both were. No, no, I haven't been. Oh, okay. I've been whining a lot. Yeah, but you've... Sarah can attest to that. Yeah, you've kind of always been that way. Yeah. Okay, can I read you something else that's scary while we're talking about things that are fucking scary as hell? Oh, God, this is a very scary book, huh? Yeah, it's a scary one. Scare warning, or? I would do a scare warning. Scare warning. Scare warning. Prepare to piss your pants. (laughs) Okay. Okay, listen to this. This is in the Claudia Claudia portion of the book, the first Claudia, young Claudia. The following thing happens. Listen to this, Tanner. And it's so nice to see Claudia and Marianne and Christy. They don't talk about this enough. Claudia and Marianne and Christy are inseparable. Yeah, they're best friends. and They're best friends. They actually do mention that in most chapter twos in every book that we've ever read. No, yes and no. Yes, in the sense that yes, they do. No, in the sense that they really dwell on the Christy and Marianne part of it. And yeah. they kind of gloss over the fact that Claudia was there from the beginning. It was earlier in the series that Claudia was a part of that trio. Yeah. Or actually, it was like... Claudia and Christy are best friends, right. and also Marianne and Christy are best friends. Right. And then Claudia has a new best friend called Stacey. I don't Stake, know. Stakey McGill or something. It's, it's, I, it's not somebody who sticks It's around. not a name I'm familiar with. It's somebody who fucking deserts them and stops yeah. being a babysitter. And in, it's a difficult topic for us, but she's not in this book much. Listen to this. That was okay with us. We had plenty to talk about. Whether trading lunches, Marianne's father always called after her as she was leaving not to trade her lunch at school. What does he care? I don't know. What the fuck does he care? He's being a real dingleberry in his brief appearance in this book. Whether trading lunches meant the whole lunch or if Marianne could swap an apple for a banana with me, 
or for an orange with Christie. Whether Alan Gray really had seen a giant boa constrictor in the bushes at the edge of the playground. You get the idea. Oh, I get the idea, Nola. I get the I idea. Get the idea. You wanted to put Snake in the Grass in these books right at the beginning. And it's not just Snake in the Grass. No? No. Who? What? Well, <laughs> I guess come into my okay the weird baby room. No. <laughs> where I keep my weird little baby Xbox and stuff. Okay. Let's be careful about how we introduce this segment. Okay. I want to put a pin in the fact that Nola and Anne have deliberately shown us that a snake was in the grass early on. The snake is in the grass, and the person who discovered it there... And it was Logan, but the person who, who discovered and, it And, and that is Logan, yes, yes, yes. It's Logan making his first appearance, and he's clearly there keeping an eye on Marianne. And who discovered him? Someone... That we've come to know is Alan Gray, but we used to introduce via a poem, and before that we introduced via uh, an extended and tortuous role play around the concept of Fifty Shades of Gray. It's where we talk about baby Alan Gray. Okay. And here he is, a baby. Alan, an Alan Grayby. <laughs> an Alan Grayby. What about Grayby as porpoise? <laughs> <laughs> We already have Baron of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do Grabius Porpoise. Or ba- Babyus Porpoise? Alan. Baby Alan Gray. It's where we talk about Baby Alan Gray. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to come up again, but it's coming up now, and it's Baby Alan Gray, and it's the Baby Alan Gray of the Week. And did you catch anything fun with Alan Gray this week, Tanner? No. I uh, heard you just describe this boa constrictor part. Yeah. I've got another one. Okay. Mrs. Cushel, all right, 420, blaze it. Blaze it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanked us calmly, which is pretty amazing. You know what a lot of people do, Jack, to yeah. me? Yeah. And this is mostly unfair. Okay. But partially justified. Mm-hmm. People will just ask me sometimes. Mm-hmm. This happened literally to me at work the other day. Okay. I was sitting around having a mold wine with a coworker <laughs> at a happy hour thing at work eating the poor and the co- <laughs> and the co- and the coworker turned to me and said you got a weak guy you got a weak eye weed guy weed guy oh you got a weed guy okay do you people seem just like assume, you seem like someone who might have people a weed just guy. assume that i am like a person who imbibes weed and has a weed guy you were like, no, I got a fucking mulled wine guy. What do you want from me? <laughs> His name is Dillip, and he just made this mulled wine for me. No, I said to them, yeah, here's, here's oh, the you do have a week delivery guy. service I use. Yeah. They're very nice. Yeah. But still, I don't know what it is about me that people just look at me and say, like, oh, that guy's got a weak guy. Yeah, chill attitude. Maybe we should start calling you Mrs. Cushel. <laughs> we, if, see, if, you, if we had a weed podcast... And you were called Mrs. Cushel, and I was called Mrs. Packet. People would be like, yeah. that's too close to the bone. They put it in this book. Nobody fucking talks about it for Nobody 30 fucking years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it took forever. <laughs> it took two adult babies <laughs> in the prime of their life to finally spot that one. Yeah. Fucking. Okay. Alan. Listen to this. Mrs. Cushel thanked us calmly, which was pretty ablazing. Sorry. <laughs> Amazing. No, it's amazing. It says amazing. Yeah. I misread it. It was pretty amazing because everyone was mega excited and racing around. Christy and Cokie Mason had a fight on the playground, I remember, because Cokie thought Christy had deliberately tripped her while they were jumping rope. And Christy said Cokie was just clumsy. And Alan had put Vaseline on his hand and kept shaking hands with everybody and making them shriek until Mrs. Cushel caught him. Actually, Alan asked her to shake hands and she did. <laughs> it was pretty wild. Alan is so... This is like pre-problematic Alan yeah. when he was just a rascal. Just killing it. There's something so funny about <laughs> pranking the teacher. Yeah. That's how he got busted in the end. He like fucking he was having such he success making everybody shake his himself. fucking Vaseline. Hand. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna go get Mrs. Cushel. Uh, so good. 
Yeah. And welcome to his weird room. Yeah, and do welcome to his weird room. And I actually think that's something that happens in Fifty Shades of Grey as well. I haven't seen it, where he puts Vaseline on his hand and makes her shake it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, welcome to my weird room. It's part of their thing, I guess. Not We're not here to, here yuck, to yuck any yums. Um, tenor. <laughs> can I ask you? And in fact, only I can ask you because you're not allowed to ask me because you can't do oh, a Scottish yeah, I accent. Can't do the accent. Yeah. <laughs> and this is something we've settled on. And normally, I wouldn't even uh, say settled on because that implies like a a degree of resignation. Right. I would say confidently. Confidently. On. Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that normally, and especially in this iteration of the podcast, the Babysitters Club Babies, which is what you, baby babies, are listening to now, I am only a reluctant traveler. Yeah, me too. In our segments, we're a, we're on this journey together. But in this case, I'm very confident in this segment, which is baby themed, but it's also. Burn themed, and it is our. Bear of the week, and I can't do it. And you can't do it, but I can. You do it good, and you do the Scottish accent. Our Baron of the week. And I just have to say, Baron of the week. Yeah, Baron is the Scottish word for baby. And did you have any burns this week, Tanner? <laughs> yeah, I had a few. Okay, good. Yeah, I had a ton actually. Nola fucking came came with the burns hot and heavy. Yeah. I'm going to have you go first, but I'm going to look over my burns to see which one I like the most. There's two back to back. Yeah. At one point, and I think I'm just going to claim both for one one ongoing mega burn. Okay. Yeah. Mega burn. And here it is. Okay. Christy and I sat in the back seat of the station wagon, the one that folded down and faced backwards out the rear window. Our feet were propped up on a mountain of stuff, and other stuff was squeezed in on either side of us. Charlie sat in the front with Mrs. Thomas, and Sam and David Michael sat in the back. Hey, Christy, Claudia, Charlie shouted, quit making faces. You're going to cause the cars behind us to wreck. We're not making faces, I said indignantly. You're not? I mean, your regular faces are causing all the cars to swerve? (laughs) Teased Charlie. And and then here's the secondary yeah. burn on this. And the, I think maybe the true burn and the good burn. Christy rolled her eyes. Family resemblance, Charlie. She called <laughs> back. How do you know it's not your face? The second burn is technically a better burn, but it falls into a classic trap of for the burn to work, you have she's, to admit the, the self burn. You're going down. She's you're going the captain the going down with the ship. Yep. You like you saw the enemy approaching. And you got gold in your ship, and they fucking shot the cannon across your bow, and they board the ship, and now they're gonna take your ship. And so, what you do is you fucking shoot a hole Aim in your all your own cannons ship. Sh- yeah. straight down. Yeah, and then you're like, guess what? Now we're both sinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're both so ugly that we make I think that is the sweat. best kind of burn. Yeah, that's a good burn. <laughs> Did you have a burn? Well, you got two, so I got two. Okay. Uh, first one. That's is, only fair. Yeah. It's the it's a burn on, and I actually I don't know if this is safe to do. Um, it's a safe space. Well, I'm not know here to yuck any yums. Okay, well, it's not about yucking yums. I'm just saying that I don't know if it's safe to do a burn on the great one, she who lurks in darkness and walks the endless oh, okay. plains. Yeah, I mean, Louis did a burn on her by stealing that bread, and he's fine, right? He went to a farm with me. No, he's dead. Oh yeah, they killed him. And killed him. Um, well, uh, Mimi comforted Claudia after she took Claudia's tooth, and Mimi kind of like smoothed it all over and said, "Don't worry about it." And Mimi's okay, right? As far as I know, yeah, Mimi is living comfortably on a farm. Right. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and do it then. In that case. Okay. Ready. The moment she was gone, I leaped up. I emptied out my piggy bank and lined the coins up along my windowsill so that if the tooth fairy tried to get in, she would knock the money over. I would hear the coins and have time to jump up and fight. Also, there was always a chance that the tooth fairy would seal the money and just take that and leave. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the idea that Claudia thinks that this fucking nameless monster in the dark is going to fucking see some fucking like a handful of quarters, 85 cents. And be like, "Eh, okay, well, my work here is done. It's a flaw in the logic, though, because she lurks in the corridors. 
takes <clears throat> teeth and eats teeth. Right. And leaves money. She has no interest in money. Yeah, it's a huge mistake. Yeah. She in, has interest in teeth. What you need to do is take neighboring kids' teeth. That's what Claudia should have done. And, and maybe leave... if they do another portrait series book, that's what it'll be about. Claudia becomes like a... Tooth collector. A zealot for... Yeah. The she who lurks in the corridors. I've never seen this or read the book, if there is a book. But there's something called The Bone Collector. Is mm. that what that's about? Yeah, I think so. That's about Claudia going around kind of collecting people's tooth bones. I think so. Is it written by Anne? Anne? I don't know. I don't remember. I just know. That I just like I it's lurking in the corners of my mind is the, the fact that there is a thing that's called the bone collector. Right. That they it's won't been... let me see for some reason. Who's they? I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> um, let me read you the second burn. Okay. It's a self burn. On you? Claudia. You're burning yourself? No, I would never. And it's one, this one's on Claudia. And this is uh, SAS Claudia, Stony Book. I, what is SAS? Soap McTavish. Oh, yeah. This is Soap McTavish Claudia. Yeah. When she's briefly trying out the alternative school. This is a hat tip to uh, modern, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare games. Okay. That's Soap great. McTavish is a cool fucking name. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> very cool. At some point in that game, Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the very end of the game, and this is spoiler alerts for the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay, we'll put that up top. The bad guy of the game mm-hmm. throws a knife at your chest, mm-hmm. and it like plunks into your chest. Jesus. And your character pulls the knife out of your chest and throws it back at the dude's eye. Jesus. And it's the coolest fucking thing in the world. And you're and that's Soap McTavish who does it? That's I think that's yeah, that's Soap McTavish. Wow, don't fuck with that guy. (laughs) Claudia tries to tank the interviews, and here's what happens. I was polite in the interviews, but I tried not to tell them too much about myself, except when they asked me how I saw myself as a student. Oh, I'm a terrible student, I told the two women who were interviewing me. I had three interviews in all, plus the tests. Terrible, and I'm getting worse all the time. Everyone says I'm an underachiever, and I guess maybe they're right. There, that should convince them that they didn't want me at their academy. The two women looked solemn and made notes on their yellow pads. Then they asked me what my strengths were. I thought a moment, then said, Oh, I don't really think I have any. Sometimes teachers say I'm good in art, but you know what I think? I think they're saying that because I'm so terrible at everything else. (laughs) This is depressed Claudia that you're talking about, too. It's sad, Claudia. It is sad, Claudia. She's like in a real f- like funk yeah. during this this chunk of the the text. Yeah. And while we're talking about Sat Claudia and while we have just a couple of minutes before we need to go listen to this Tanner, it's the time that I cried and is there a baby version of that? Well, babies cry. So I think it is it's always been the baby version of it. Okay. So it's like it's like a zygote version of it. No, <laughs> no. What's a zygote? I think it's like what an no, embryo is. No, we can't have that. No. <laughs> okay. It's too complicated. It's the... Something with colic, maybe? Oh, do, Terminator cries. Doesn't he cry? He does. Doesn't he cry? We can one, do... There's the a scene tear. when when um John Connor, he's crying and then the Terminator like wipes the tear off his face. Yeah. Well, that's it. So the segment is called John Connor crying and Terminator wipes the tear off his face. No, you and I made the mistake of going to the baby version of this. And what Anne wanted is for us to go to the T-100 version of this. And John Connor says, I order you not to go. I order you not to go. I order you not to go. And then Terminator says, I know now why you cry. I know now why you cry. But it's something I can never do. But it's something I can never do. And then he jumps into the fucking lava. Yeah, and then he does a thumbs up. So it's that. So it's the... It's the T-100 Tears of the Week, and it's this. Can I read this? Get ready to cry. Technically, it's John Connor's tears, but... Okay, fine. The T-100 sad, too. Could you we're tell me... We're all sad. We were all sad in that moment. Yeah, we're all fucking sad. Okay. And it's Claudia asking Janine about the moment when... Claudia was brought home from the hospital. Could you tell me what you remember? Yes, said Janine again. It was in the early afternoon. 
Mimi and I had just finished lunch. We were having my favorite lunch at the time, alphabet soup, and I had found all of the alphabet except Y and Z. Good grief, I thought. Mimi was trying to teach me how to spell Claudia with alphabet letters when we heard Mom and Dad pull into the driveway. A minute later, they came in through the side door holding you. You remember all of that? I exclaimed. What does that mean alphabet letters as opposed to what? Uh, well, there are other kind of letters. You could have letters from the mailman. Letters could also be people who lease a house. Let letters. 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 Right. She's trying to distinguish between the alphabet letters and other letters that there might be in the house. It could be people who are leasing the house. Well, it it's a big be... house. It's a big house, and Claudia didn't have a room yet because she was a baby. Right. So somebody is leasing Claudia's house. Right. And that's what Janine is trying to tell us. Okay. Well, that's, good think it's that's good to know. That's relevant information. The T-100. Could be. He just came back and he shot that guy and took his sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's very scary. May I continue reading this passage? Yes. Sarah Connor. <laughs> Mimi was trying to teach me how to spell Claudia with the alphabet letters when we heard mom and dad pull into the driveway. A minute later, they came in through the side door, holding you. You remember all that? I exclaimed, taking notes as fast as I could. Janine nodded. Of course. You were in a green blanket. Mom handed you to Mimi. And Mimi looked at you and said, My Claudia. I felt sudden tears sting my eyes. I bent over and pretended to erase something in my notebook. Janine paused for a moment, too, and cleared her throat. And it's sad because Mimi, shortly after this, did go and to live on a farm and they didn't see her as often anymore and that's actually too sad that's too sad they sent Mimi to a farm yeah and she only visits sometimes and she only visits sometimes um, and I'm remembering now that we have to leave and go but also we have to very very quickly uh, put a review into iBooks and the way that we do that is that as Jeannie did before her Jean. Gene with an extra N and an extra E, which makes Genie. Um, Nola has written her own review of this book. Okay. And Tan- Tanner has an extra N and an extra E. So is it Tanner? It's not Tanner. Tan- it's not Tan. That extra N and then Tanner. Is the extra N and the extra E in your name doing any fucking work, Tanner? It's Tanner, not Tanner. Really? It's not, not really. Tanra. Is it? Oh, sorry. I've been mispronouncing your name this whole time. It's Tanra. Apparently, the the fucking second N and the first E are doing nothing. Because that's if what you you're saw claiming. A name, if you saw the if you saw four letters written on a page, T A N R. How would you pronounce it? Tanra. Tanner. That N. Fucking respect your own name. Okay. I hate my name. I hate my name, and I've always hated my name. It doesn't suit you. You knew you, what your name should be is Scott. We have a friend called Scott. I know, but imagine if you were Scott. Do you, what is, would his name be then in this reality? <laughs> Fuck a Tanner. <laughs> okay. And he wrote the fucking theme song. He did. Okay. I, so I've hit five stars on the book, and I'm hitting writer review. And last week, Jeannie Betancourt gave herself a fucking A. Yes, and, and she did say that in the text. This week, we are going to give Nola the review she has been longing for. And I'm writing the review now of Claudia's book, Babysitter's Club, Portrait Collection, No Number. This is, and the title is going to be, This is What Nola Has Been Waiting For. For, And this book was published in 195. 95, yeah. 24 years. Wow. 24 years. And so what Nola says in relation to the autobiography, which is most of the book, the teacher had given me a B minus, an A plus for content and design, Claudia, she'd written across the top of the first page. Very impressive, but you still need to work on organization, grammar, and spelling. Keep up the good work. And that is what Nola wants to hear from us. Okay, well then she shall. Dear Nola. Dear Nola. A plus. Loved this one. So much that I would like to humbly give it an A plus. For? Dot, dot, dot. Line break, line break. For, and I'm just going to... Dot, dot. You put pick a, up put, dot, dot, dots again. Put a lot of O's in that for. Yeah. 
dot 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 for content and design. Yes. As far as organization, grammar, and spelling go, this one's a B minus for me. Yeah. Me too. And can you clarify? Uh, parentheses and Tanner too. Uh, keep up the good work, Jack Shepard. And no, because when I said and Tanner too, it would be weird if you were in the sign off. Yeah, but I, I had a hand on that ball, so I. It's, uh, what do you want me to do? You wanted it in the in the main body of the text. I can't put you in an end. Ideally, I want it in both places for SEO. But if you insist, I think I'd rather have it in the text. It's more natural. So that's where it is. I'm gonna hit submit and. Now we're gonna leave. Yes, we love this one. Nope. Okay. Now we're gonna leave. Okay. Uh, and we're gonna go. And thank you for listening. And we are all but handprints in the cement of time. And maybe I'll add that to the outro. Yes. Please do subscribe to our Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. We talk about the little sister books every week and we sing the descriptions and it's tons of fun. Buy our merch bit.ly slash BSCC merch. We have a couple of fairly new shirts, uh, strike against the patriarchy shirt, which is a tomb of the patriarchy that is engulfed in flames and a, Wine Crimes t-shirt, which is Stacy doing wine crimes. And they're both very handsome. I talked to non-listener Shana Brewer this week, and she said, I have been wanting to listen to your podcast, but I love so much that I am described as non-listener Shana Brewer <laughs> <laughs> that I feel like I can't. Yeah, she can't take that. <laughs> so we really... She has to... She has to- cherish that we lost a fan moniker yeah uh, but she did design her merch and the new shirts are great and there are also old shirts if you haven't got them there's a b theory shirt and a ghost Riders t-shirt and a prezioso boys basketball i wore it yesterday it's a beautiful shirt it's designed by baby b john at vox the devil on twitter please do rate and review our show on itunes and this week we read a novel that was called claudia's book Next week, we're going to be reading a book called Dawn's Book. Dawn's Book is chronologically next. Chronologically next. Chronologically next for now. Yeah, for now. Who knows what's going to happen to the timeline. In the meantime, I should say that I am Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Baby Tano Gwynwing. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. And do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Fight the future. We are adult babies and handprints in the cement of time. Claudia's wearing a bra now. And the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. Sorry, I was texting my mother-in-law about the fake turkey we're bringing to Thanksgiving. Tofurkey. It's not Tofurkey. We're going to Rivendell. Riverdale. <laughs> Rivendell. <laughs> You're going to Rivendell? It's going to be like the fucking council of Elrond. <laughs> and they're going to be like, we need to bring a fake turkey into Tanner's mother-in-law's You're house. You're making a joke, but are you, are you saying that the <laughs> vegan butcher in my neighborhood, Riverdale is not named after the High Council of the Elves in the Lord of the Rings book, Rivendell. <laughs> <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast.